In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H FM's. Almost 9.08, starting a little early this morning. You'll understand why in a moment. But Coach Art Turf and all that, they'll, they'll be here yet. Longtime friend came to town this weekend, and he's got a meeting across town in a few minutes. So I'm trying to squeeze him in because I think many of you wouldn't recognize his name and be impressed with his resume. This is the party line on WATH. Good morning, folks. Good morning. Good morning. Ed Williams, good morning. Cherry's Fireworks, Wait a minute. Hamburg what Fireworks Factory Outlet is open and stocked with the Help biggest selection of your favorite fireworks <laughs> at all new low prices. 500 gram cakes, aerial shells, reloadables, base fountains, you name it, we've got it. We're open nine to nine, seven days a week. There we go. We'll do that later. I don't know why that started, though. Anyway, we're, we're uh, messing with our schedule this morning, so it's... Um, Confusing me as well as the computer. All right. Well, so as I was saying, um, Ed Williams, good morning. Good morning, Dave. Welcome. Thank and, you very uh, much. Pleased to be here again. You're living in Florida these days. I am. I'm in the villages, Florida, a large retirement community in the center of Florida, not too far from Orlando or Ocala. Well, you know, in the very first day I got to the radio station, back in uh, 73, I think it was, uh, I learned the name Ed Williams and that you were an engineer and a really good one. Uh, thank you. And you were associated with WOUB, right? That's correct. And you helped us a lot over the uh, next few years until you took a, a job in Washington, D.C. Now, um, when you know, where are you from originally? Well, I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. In okay. fact, I'm going to, uh, one of the reasons I'm here in town is to attend the 65th year high school reunion. So that was uh, North High School, That's right? correct. North High School uh, up on Arcadia Avenue in yeah. Columbus, Ohio. Uh, so I'm going to do that tomorrow. In the meantime, I've been visiting some, some friends and coming down here to Athens to check out uh, WATH XTQ and uh, visit with the alumni folks uh, uh, with uh, with respect to some uh, possible uh, arrangements with them uh, later on in the foundation. Yeah, neat. And I maintain a um, an award over at WOUB, uh, technology award that uh, has been ongoing since I left there in 1974. I originally came to um, uh, Ohio University from Ohio State University, where I worked at WOSU. Came down 1961 to uh, WOUB to head up the TV uh, side which was all closed circuit at the time, but getting ready to go on the air uh, with uh, broadcast. I then spent uh, two years in the uh, uh, U.S. Army at the, uh, in the Army Signal Corps at White Sands Missile Range, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came back, and uh, they had fully staffed up the engineering side. Uh, Don Smith was the chief engineer. I was working for him as a systems engineer, helping design um, 
the uh, new facilities uh, to go into the uh, the new building that was being built. Yes, and what a building it still is, you know? Yes, it is, and I was uh, there uh, maybe five years ago, last time I was here in town, and everything is pretty much the same, except it's all been modernized. <laughs> of modernized of but course. I, I did know my way around. How about that? Well, WOSU, I remember it very well up on, well, what was that street? Near the golf course there. Um, I well, anyway. can't remember it. It was uh, right Ar- there on the campus. Kind uh, of near Arlington. Yes. But... Um, yeah. Well, okay, so what even more interesting is what you've done since. You well, know, you've so you, you left Athens to join PBS in Washington, right? That's right. Uh, up in um, the Washington D.C. area, Lafont Plaza Public Broadcasting Service, went to work uh, with John Ball up there. Uh, we d- did a lot of uh, amazing uh, engineering things, uh, captioning for the deaf uh, for television. Uh, worked on stereo television, stereo sound for television, satellite uh, TV distribution, um, and also high-definition television. So then I got uh, appointed to represent all the broadcasters in Ohio on the board of the NAB, that's the National Association of Broadcasters. And guess who I ran into there? (laughs) I had gone from uh, PBS uh, to follow my boss over to the National Association of Broadcasters, and uh, was doing engineering work uh, there and, uh, with, their, with their staff and helping put on um, the conferences, uh, work up uh, material for the FCC and to conduct uh, tests in their laboratory. There is, um, folks, we're rushing today because um, uh, he has a meeting across town in about 10 minutes, and, and he has to drive across town before, you know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, the point is um, there's a book and let's see, what, what's the, it's kind of the Bible of broadcast engineering. The NAB Engineering Handbook. The Engineering Handbook, <coughs> published by the National Association of Broadcasters. Yes, a thousand pages. I was the editor-in-chief for the last edition, uh, the 10th edition. Um, that was quite an endeavor. How often do they publish it? Oh, every five to ten years depending upon uh, when it needs to be updated uh, yeah. I think there is a new version out right now but it's all digital it's not print form oh really what a shame because I have some of you know a couple um, what do you want to call it? a couple of its copies but they're not the same you know what I mean well, there was there's there's updates. Yes, we did an update about about every five to ten years, depending upon circumstances and uh, abilities uh, and uh, availability of, of authors. Uh, but, but when you talk about broadcast engineers in broadcast engineering, be it radio or television, it was the you go-to were manual. the guy. <laughs> it was the ma- it was the go-to manual. That's for sure. That's pretty cool. But yes, uh, I spent a lot of time uh, in Washington on various. Uh, committees with the FCC and with um, the uh, various uh, broadcast organizations. Yeah. Uh, it was a very rewarding work, and uh, I'm pleased to have been a, a significant part of it. The uh, Tell me about, um, you know, I, I, I meant to ask you when we were at dinner last night, but I it skipped my mind. We were talking about so many different things. What is something you never got to do but wanted to? Never got to do but wanted to. Uh, 
don't have the, those kinds of aspirations. Oftentimes, opportunities came along for which I was prepared. Uh, I look at, uh, at luck as being uh, when uh, opportunity uh, meets uh, preparedness. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a, uh, a lot of good things have happened to me over the years. Uh, I've had an opportunity to be here at Ohio University in Athens and spend some time uh, doing fun things with... Uh, uh, with broadcasting uh, both at the university and here at WATH and doing ham radio work uh, with the, the local group um, and getting to know broadcasters all over uh, the uh, southeastern area. It was a, uh, quite a treat for me, And uh, but the opportunity came along to go to PBS and my preparation was so broad in the radio and TV areas that uh, they wanted me to come work for them. So I did that in 1974 and worked for them continuously uh, other than NAB and the Advanced Television Test Center uh, right up to 2005. I retired there and in 2007 moved down to the villages in Florida. And I've been back here a couple of times to visit you all. Well, um, your significant Karen, uh, what was her background? Well, Karen, uh, the, whom I met uh, down in, in Florida uh, after my wife uh, passed away in, in 2011, uh, is a... Um, a competitive swimmer. Uh, oh, that's right. And uh, works and uh, uh, deals quite a lot with. Uh, and still holds a record, right? Yes, she uh, she has a uh, she's a, a a first in her age group for the uh, 400 meter freestyle. Amazing. Uh, nationwide. So. Um, does she swim often? Yes, she does. Uh, she uh, practices uh, three times a week, yeah. uh, for about an hour and a half, and uh, they go to meets uh, both in Florida as well as nationally. It's. Um, and she's done very well with those, and, uh, and she and her comrades uh, that uh, that work out together and uh, often travel together to go to these various uh, events uh, works out quite well. The villages uh, is very supportive of the villages' uh, aquatic swim team, Vast, as they mm -hmm. refer to. The Vast. The Vast. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I I don't want to hold you up too much, but um, so. You think of Athens in a very fond and special way, don't you? I do, very much so, which is why I keep coming back and visiting as often as I have the opportunity to do so. Well, we miss you. I miss you. I could use your help today. <laughs> and uh, But we'll we'll let you go on to your meeting. But well, give what, me a uh, what, diagonal cutters and some screwdrivers and a little scope, and I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do to fix we, it up. We got, we got all of those, as you know. <laughs> it's just knowing how to use them. Um, What's um, is is there a, a, a profession that has intrigued you that you've never that if you hadn't gone into broadcasting, I might have gone into um, highway traffic management. Um, I was actually quite interested in that uh, when I was doing some time at uh, at Ohio State University, um, and I I, I, I like like the idea of how highways and how uh, traffic systems are laid out and signaling systems mm -hmm. was um, a, a very interesting uh, uh, thing that I might have done had I not been more attracted at uh, WOSU into the radio and TV operations there and subsequently down here. Have you uh, ex you've experienced our roundabouts here, right? Yes. I encountered one up, um, oh, where was it, up near uh, Logan. And, uh, of course, the roundabout's uh, local here. Well, they have a double one, on the one on each side of the bridge there. Yes, they do. It's uh, all nicely decorated. Yeah. Um, we have lots of roundabouts in the villages in Florida. Uh, that's the, the main uh, type of intersection. And uh, people learn how to negotiate them. And uh, it's a 
all, all, all the traffic moves in slow motion, which is very good. So uh, I like them. Yes. And Athens has, uh, I guess they have plans for another one or two or three. But um, we'll see what happens. But I like the ones we've got. Yes. Well, listen, that's such an unimportant topic. You, so it, it's fair to say you do miss Athens, right? I do, yes. Well, how many years did you have here altogether? I was here, uh, uh, let's see, just about 14 years, yeah. 61 to 74. When I look at the timetable, our paths only crossed here at the station about a year and a half. But we did a lot. We did a lot, and it's so great to have you uh, check in with me periodically and, and, like in this case, come on down and see us and... and Ed, thanks for coming. It's a highlight of my trip. Thank you very much, Dave. <laughs> Appreciate it. Well, safe safe travels and uh, get on to your other uh, OU responsibilities here and then uh, and safe travels back home. Thank you very much, okay. and uh, we'll see you next time. Okay. Bye-bye. Ed Williams, Edmund A. Williams, as I recall. And um, uh, some of you out there, uh, take care of my friend. Uh, he and I were even in JCs together years that's ago. That's true. That's true. That's true. Thanks for coming in. And um, it's a, it's still disappointing to me that the JCs don't exist anymore. We did so many things in the community. It was such a great network of young people. Um, in fact, uh, do the JCs still exist, Scott? I don't think so. Uh, just think, just th- Google it yeah, for I a think, minute. I think I did one time, and I I don't I think they've uh, disbanded, anyway, unfortunately. But I will look. I I suppose. You know, it was meant for guys, right? And I don't know if they ever changed their rules so that uh, they would be more encompassing of all young up and comers. So like. Um, did they eventually allow women to? Um, that's an interesting topic. We should look into that. Well, once again, uh, folks, we sort of started the show quickly uh, because we wanted to get this um, uh, interview in with Ed. So let's see here. I just hit this button here, right? Uh, go up and hit start next. Start next. Over to the left. Right okay, there. here we go. There you go. Jerry's Fireworks, formerly Hamburg Fireworks Factory Outlet, is open and stocked with the biggest selection of your favorite fireworks at all new low prices. 500 gram cakes, aerial shells, reloadables, base fountains, you name it, we've got it. We're open 9 to 9, 7 days a week. Located right off Route 33, just 4 miles south of Lancaster. You don't want to miss our blowout prices, so stop in today or check us out online at Jerry's Fireworks Factory. Recently moved, gotten married, or had a baby? Have a new job but no health insurance? If you're looking for affordable health insurance, Get Covered Ohio can help. Some plans are as low as $10 per month. You can also qualify for free coverage through Medicaid. Make your free appointment by calling 833-628-4467 or visit GetCoveredOhio.org. Services are available in multiple languages. This message is supported by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, but does not necessarily represent the official views of the U.S. government. Sponsored by the Ohio Association of Food Banks, aired by OAB and the station. 
Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. Well, it's probably not it's the, not the Kim, Kim and Ruth Show. It's really... <laughs> I don't know. Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to Make It Happen. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars, That's Auto cars, Smarts. Cars, Friday cars, afternoons cars, at 106 cars, on 970 cars, WATH cars, and 97.1 FM. Did I say 57 Chevy? Cars, cars, cars. I-N-E-P-T. Inept Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters. Raw, raw, raw. on the campus of NF Tech, and we're going to be talking with Coach Art Turk, the head football coach and athletic director coach. Wait a minute, let me close this here window. you got all that traffic noise out there. Well, thank you. That's that's uh, much better. And it's, let me say, first of all, it's a pleasure to have you on our station. Where it's nice to be had. Coach, your football team this year is going to be starting the season next week, and I know the folks want to find out uh, about your program and about your school, and really that's the reason that we're on here. Well, that's right. You know, we ain't been getting what you call your good publicity, and I ain't. I know that ain't no fault of our fine SID, but, uh, you know, the more folks what finds out about our program, the more folks what comes to our ball game, and the more folks what comes to our ball games, the more support we get from our fans in the stands, and the more support we get from the fans in the stands, the more ball games we'll win. Exactly how long have you been coaching here? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question. You know, I've been coaching here at NF Tech ever since 1937, and I know that all the fine fans out there know what a real consistent, fine record we have here at our school. And what is that record, Coach? Well, as a matter of fact, uh, we've been playing uh, 17 different sports here at the school, and uh, we're still looking for our first victory. And I'll be back with Coach Art Turf in just a moment. And the Art Turf Show is proudly sponsored by Frogman Wetsuits, Snorkels, and Goggles. Frogman. Yes. <clears throat> Visiting with Coach Art Turf, head football coach at NF Tech. And Athletic director. Don't want to mispronounce any of my titles. I, not only am I the head coach, but I am the athletic director responsible for all the athletic programs here at NF Tech. You have to wear several hats when you're in a school such as this, don't you, Coach? Well, that'd be fine, but I ain't got but one. Coach, I know your fall practice has just been completed, and tell us what type of uh, practice you had leading into this season. Well, we had a fine practice. You know, we got some fine boys trying out for the team this year. We got some fine offensive players. We got some fine defensive players, and we got some fine boys playing on the special teams. So what we're going to have and all the fans are going to see when they come to our ball games this year is a fine ball team. Do you have many players returning from last year? Well, as a matter of fact, we got most of the boys what was on our real consistent team from last year, especially our captain, good old Needles Norgan. Folks are going to find out about him a little bit later on. He's our ninth-year senior. He adds stability to our program, and he is going to be the anchor of our fine team this year. Coach, you told me a moment ago that uh, you were still uh, 
uh, looking for that uh, first win. You, of course, had reference to this season, didn't you? Well, no, uh, but I do want to point out that there ain't no coach in the nation what can match my consistent record, all dating back to 1937. We've been playing 11, 17 different sports, and, and uh, I do want to point out to all the fans that just as soon as we win our first ball game this year, and we are going to win our first ball game this year, and then when we win another, then we will have won two. <laughs> Listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Yeah, how about that? Well, we finally got everything in and um, a little bit out of order, but that's all right. Good morning, folks. Welcome. It's July 5th now. Did you see any fireworks this weekend? Yes. Yeah. We had... Um, Loved every one of them. Did you go to every one of them? No. I'll, no. I went to a few. Okay. Well, there were a bunch. Went to the Athens fireworks. Great show there. We had the Jamulants down there. Yeah. Doing a live remote from 8 to 10. And then synchronized music uh, done by our intern here. Donnie Holbert yeah, did a great job on that music, too. I listened into that. Neat. Yep. It was great. A lot of people there. Yeah. It, I it, mean. I I was parked down around um, <clears throat> oh, El Camino, that Mexican restaurant. Yep. And on the opposite side, in the grass. And lots of people were parked in there, right? Oh, yeah, there were uh, and, lots of vehicles on the bypass, too. And I, you know, my home is, um, well, four blocks? I would say four blocks from there. It took me 45 minutes to get home. Wow. And so, folks, I'm glad you showed up. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And... Um, that's the way it is. I remember going up to Nelsonville's um, oh, a year or two ago, which, again, they did yesterday. And um, it took me two hours to get home. Yeah, it's it's pretty congested up in that area yeah, before and after. A wonderful show, though. Oh, yeah. And any fireworks show is a wonderful show in my book. But... Uh, there were a lot of people parked. Mom wanted to go to see the fireworks. She hadn't seen any for a while, so I said, let's go. Yeah, neat. So we went and we parked on the bypass uh, across the river there, mm-hmm. 50 and 32 east yeah. out of Athens, and there were cars lined up on both directions. And well, folks, we... you know that's a four-lane right through there. So it was. Uh, there were a lot of people there. And even on the um, side road there that you turn off to go, what is that uh, road you turn off there to the right? Is it uh, South Canaan Road, maybe? Something it's like something that. something like that. Yeah, Harmony Road, maybe. I don't know. Well, but Harmony goes this way. Yeah. But once you I want to say South Canaan, but anyway, it goes that way. Yeah. There were a lot of folks parked off there, too. So uh, it was there Remember were a we lot used more to people have... than I expected we used to have a staff party at Christmas over there. 
what was the name of that place? It was um, it was on that Harmony Road area. Um, oh my! Harmony or South Canaan? Oh, I don't know. Right in that. So after you cross the river, then you turn left, and it was just I don't know a half a mile at tops. But it they had um, it was two houses side by side and they both were meant for entertaining parties and they were co-owned and they have wonderful food and it was such a nice atmosphere I just it was a name it had a name if anybody can remember give us a ringy day 740-592-6646 that was before my time here well, yeah, today is uh, National Workaholics Day. Mm. When I first read this, I said National Alcoholics Day. <laughs> and then I go, wait, wait, no, 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 no. Workaholics Day. It's National Hawaii Day. Boy, I can celebrate that. National Bikini Day. I can celebrate that, too. I had a feeling you might have a little attention to that one. National Graham Cracker Day. I love any kind of cracker. I really do. And we have, listen to me, we force a habit. Anyway, um, we have cupboards. One particular cupboard, especially for crackers and chips and things like that. Anyway, Cracker Day. Graham Cracker Day. National Apple Turnover Day. Yum. Yum. That's another good one. Good stuff. We do have a caller here. Let me uh, bring them on board. Good morning. You're on the air. Hi, Dave. I think it was the Hobbit House on Harmony Road. Yes. Boy, do I know <laughs> this voice. Uh-huh. Hi. <laughs> this is my first <laughs> wife, folks. Barb. Did you yep. hear Ed Williams a few minutes ago? I did. Yes, I did. Wasn't that cool? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was great. Okay. That was great. Okay, well, have a good day. I think it was the Hobbit House. You're right. Thank you. <laughs> okay. okay. Bye-bye. Yeah, neat. Yeah, the Hobbit House. And who was who was that The guy that owned it and did all that, um, made it into that? He was really a special guy. Oh, well. Um National is it family. still there? I don't think it is. No, is it, it doesn't. It's not the Hobbit House anymore. It's just properties. You know, it's people's homes now. Oh. All right. So let's see here. I'll get my papers organized. It's um. By the way, it's uh, nine, um, almost nine thirty-six. Historical events. In 19, no, 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 1687, Isaac Newton's great work, Principia. There we go. I'm not doing this very well. Let's try it again. In 1687, Isaac Newton's great work, Principia, published by the Royal Society in England, outlining, outlining his laws of motion and universal gravitation.
1811, the Venezuelan Declaration of Independence. Seven provinces declare themselves independent of Spain. In 1852, Frederick Douglass, fugitive slave, delivers his What to the Slave is the Fourth of July. That was a speech, and he gave it to the Ladies' Anti-Slavery Society in Rochester. And, of course, the, the basic topic of the speech condemns the celebration as hypocritical sham. Uh, 1865, the U.S. Secret Service begins operating under the Treasury Department. 1865, Secret Service began. 1994, Amazon.com was founded in Bellevue, Washington, by Jeff Bezos, right? And I guess the last one I have to mention today, the uh, 2004, the first Indonesian presidential election by the people. And the uh, first round eventually won by Susilo Bambang Yudhoyono. Okay, Scott, here it's time to have your help. All right. Incidentally, you want some info before we do this? You want some info about the JCs? Okay, yeah, let's finish that up. Okay. Do Um, they exist? Yeah, that the origin origin of the Junior Chamber, which is the official name of yes, it, I guess, yes, can be traced as far back as 1910 to the city of St. Louis, and a young man named Henry Giesenbeer and his friends formed the Herculaneum Dance Club, <laughs> huh. and then on October 13, 1915, the first JCI movement was founded when 32 men joined to form the Young Men's Progressive Association uh, located in the hometown there of St. Louis. Now, it goes on to say um, the JCs, there are about 32,000 JCs in the United States, down from about 35,000 of last year. And um, they apparently are experiencing leadership shortage. Uh, as of June last year, or excuse me, 2020, uh, the JCs are headquartered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They have 12,000 members and 400 clubs in the United States, down from the peak of 350,000 members in 1976. Yeah. So they're about uh, 338,000 less members but it's still going apparently so as of two years ago yes and um does it say anything about gender well i do know that they were sued for discrimination okay uh i'm going to say in the mid 80s something like that because of uh, uh not allowing women to join yeah so let me see and if i if i can get an answer for that they relaxed that now or or changed their rules uh let's see 10 outstanding young americans program uh formerly known 
as the United States Junior Chamber as the JCs. So, yes, apparently they do allow women in the JCs now. Fair enough. All right. Famous birthdays. A.E. Douglas. Incidentally, real quick, they voted uh, in 1984 after they were sued for discrimination. They overwhelmingly approved the resolution allowing women full membership in the all-male civic organization. Okay. So there you go. Well, quite a while ago. Yes. 1984. Right. Okay. Uh, A.E. Douglas. He was born on this date in 1867. He died in 1962. And Douglas has two S's on the end. Okay. He was an American astronomer. He discovered the correlation between tree rings and the sunspot cycle and founded the discipline of dendrochronology, which is a method of dating wood by analyzing the growth ring pattern. Mm. I remember as a very young person, my dad pointed out to me, if you cross-cut a, like a small tree, you count the rings. And my recollection is it produced a ring each year, but obviously that's not necessarily true. But um, let's see, we have a caller. Good morning. Good morning. Um, inquiring listeners would like to know what happened to Sky. We have not heard her voice, nor that advertisement where she competes with that other guy. <laughs> the yeah. one, yeah, that guy. Uh, Sky is pursuing another career. That's all. And um, I think she's still in the area, but um, she she's very colorful, isn't she? Hello? Very tall. Oh, very tall. Yes, that's true as well. <laughs> that's all I know about her. She was very tall and had two dogs. And uh, just a really colorful personality. Well, we miss having her in the building. As do your listeners. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Um, let's see here. The next birthday would be David Farragut. F-A-R-R-A-G-U-T. He was born on this date in 1801. Died in 1870. Admiral David Glasgow Farragut was a flag officer of the United States Navy. During the American Civil War, he was the first rear admiral, vice admiral, and admiral in the United States Navy. Hmm. Okay, Cecil Rhodes. R-H-O-D-E-S. Now, Cecil was born on this date in, I'm sorry, 1853. He died in 1902. Cecil John Rhodes was a British mining magnate and politician in southern Africa who served as prime minister of the Cape Colony from 1890 to 1896. Now, this next one really... um, mystifies me a little bit. I, I must be way out of it. The next one is Dolly the Sheep. Oh, I can. she was the first clone. First she was clone born on this date in 1996 and died in 2003. So this sheep 
made it, what, seven, almost eight years. Yeah. Dolly the Sheep. I remember that before I looked it up here. She was a female Finnish Dorset sheep and the first mammal cloned from an adult somatic cell. She was cloned by associates of the Roslyn Institute in Scotland using the process of nuclear transfer from a cell taken from a mammary gland. Okay, two famous deaths to bring up. Chester Greenwood. He was born in 1858, but died on this day in 1937. Chester Greenwood was an American engineer and inventor known for inventing the earmuffs in 1873. The earmuffs were to keep your ears warm. Yes. He reportedly (laughs) came up with the idea while ice skating, and he asked his grandmother to sew tufts of fur between loops of wire. His patent was for improved ear protectors. Mm. Ted Williams. The Splendid Splinter. Born in 1918, died in 2002. He was also a Army veteran, World War II veteran, and Korean War veteran. Theodore Samuel Williams was an American professional baseball player and manager. He played his entire 19-year Major League Baseball career primarily as a left fielder for the Boston Red Sox from 1939 to 1960, and his career was interrupted by military service during World War II and the Korean War. If he would not have given up baseball for that, he may still have records that stand today. But uh, he lost about two, three years of baseball seasons, mm-hmm. which he could have added on lots more numbers to records that he set. Here's This, this is a very important historical point. Are you ready? Okay. What do you think was invented on this date, the very first date, such? Earmuffs. <laughs> no. The bikini. Of course. I'm all for that. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Okay. <laughs> what are you laughing at me for? I w- did, was I laughing at you? I thought so. No, I never okay. laugh at anyone, okay. even you. I laugh with you and well, with them because that was interesting how you brought that up and the bikini, the the tone of interest in in that invention today. I think they're. I thought you might tie that in with National Hawaii Day, somehow. Uh, one d- could very easily do that. Yes. Okay, well, much more somber. I'm sure you're aware of this mass shooting in Highland Park, which is uh, a Chicago suburb. At least six people were killed and 30 others injured after a gunman opened fire during the 4th of July celebrations up there. Now, this was not at night. It was uh, during the morning time. 
but mercy. Why are we having these things happen with such frequency now? Initial reports say the shooter was positioned on a rooftop immediately overlooking a parade route and fled the ensuing chaos. By yesterday evening, police had detained a suspect who was 22? Who um, was 22-year-old Robert Cremo or Crimo the third, who was spotted by police in a nearby suburb. Now details were still emerging as of this morning. Officials have not identified a motive, though the suspect reportedly left a string of social media posts depicting mass violence. Information on the victims um, was not widely available as of um, the publication of this article here. And, of course, the attack follows a string of high-profile mass shootings, including those in Buffalo, New York, and Uvalde, Texas. And um, I didn't go to the right place, but there's a whole list of every one of them I could have gone to. Up in Akron, police officials there released police body camera footage yesterday. No, no, no. It would have been on Sunday. Of a June 27th encounter and shooting of Jalen Walker. An incident that gave rise to a string of protests over the past week. According to reports, police attempted to stop the 25-year-old Walker from an unsuspected traffic violation. I'm sorry, not unsuspected, unspecified traffic violation. And that was around midnight. Walker managed to evade the stop, leading police on a vehicular chase before fleeing on foot. Officers unsuccessfully deployed tasers before firing at Walker after they said he appeared to turn around while reaching for his waist. In other words, it appeared like he was reaching for a, a gun in a holster or something like that. This video shows eight officers opening fire and hitting Walker. Walker was a, a black person. They hit him multiple times. Um, if you watch the um, police footage, which I guess is on the Internet now, of course, they say, uh, warning, it's very sensitive content. I guess the officers do claim that he fired once from the vehicle during the chase with officers believing him to be armed while on foot. No firearm was found on his body, though a gun was reportedly found in his vehicle. The mayor up there, Dan Horrigan, we're, again, we're talking about Akron, Ohio, declared a state of emergency, canceling the city's 4th of July fireworks event last minute amid a curfew. Walker's family was has made a number of calls for protests to remain peaceful. 
negative news. Yep. Um, Especially for the 4th of July weekend. Here's another story. Russia claims Luhansk. Russian forces captured the key Ukrainian city of Lyshikhansk. Forgive my not knowing how to pronounce it properly. News which prompted Russian President Vladimir Putin to declare full victory in Ukraine's eastern Luhansk region. Analysts say Russia is likely to shift its focus to neighboring Donetsk, D-O-N-E-T-S-K, which, together with Luhansk, makes up the Donbass region. They go on to say a significant portion of the Donbass has been largely under the control of pro-Russian separatists since 2014. Control of the Donbass region would allow Russia a land bridge to nearby Crimea, which it also invaded and annexed from the Ukraine in 2014. And in related news, the United Nations has reported that 10,000 civilians have been killed or injured since the war began in February. Think of that, 10,000 civilians, including more than 4,700 civilian deaths. Officials do say the true toll is probably likely much higher. Sad, sad. Yep. Um, let's see. In, in politics, they talk about blue and red, right? Yes. And which is which? I should know, but I get confused. Red, Republican, blue, Democrat. Okay. Uh, It's time for the midterm campaigns for the House and Senate, which appear to be shaping up quite differently. Okay, blue is what? Democrat. Okay. So here is a segment. This is from the New York Times. It's called A Bluer Picture. The midterm polls continue to look dark for Democrats, as we explained in a newsletter last... Excuse me, I just burped. In a newsletter last week. Inflation and COVID disruptions, as well as normal challenges that a president's party faces in midterms, are weighing on the party. As a result, the Republicans are heavily favored to retake control of the House. But the situation in the Senate looks different. There are 10 potentially competitive Senate races this year, and Democrats need to win at least five of them to keep Senate control. 
Democrats are favored in two of those ten races. Let's see here. I guess the two they're favored in is New Hampshire and Colorado. And then the others are toss-ups, and we're talking about Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. If Democrats keep the Senate without the House, they still would not be able to pass legislation without Republican support. But Senate control nevertheless matters. It would allow President Biden to appoint judges, cabinet secretaries, and other top officials without any Republican support because only the Senate needs to confirm nominees. Well, there's more, if you wish, to uh, follow in on that more detail. Again, go to the New York Times The Morning Report. Lots, lots of political stuff there. Um, we've got about to two and a half minutes before the end of the show. What about uh, athletics, Scott? Can you bring us up to date, any? Uh, let's see. <clears throat> what do we have here? The Reds. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, let's see. The Reds were defeated yesterday by the New York Mets. They won two out of three over the weekend from, excuse me, they won one out of three over the weekend from the Atlanta Braves. The Braves were predicted to win all three games, but didn't happen. Uh, Reds were defeated seven to four last night, I think. They'll be in action again tonight to take on the New York Mets, who I believe are in first place in the National League Eastern Division. Uh, Cleveland Indians, they've stumbled a bit over the weekend. Uh, They were defeated twice yesterday. Uh, Pittsburgh Pirates are having kind of a season about like Cincinnati. And uh, trade rumors are starting to happen now. Who Who will be traded from Cincinnati? And really... Every team, some people think that the, one of the Reds' best pitchers, Luis Castillo, will be traded. Um, I don't know how they can do that. Uh, but anyway, it's a business, and depends on what you get in return. Uh, the Bengals are getting noticed. Uh, they were voted with the, be- the NFL's best top receivers, offensive talent. So Joe Burrow's got the best receivers to throw to according to this prediction of uh, NFL teams. Well, you never know, do you? That's right. That's why I say that's why you play them. Folks, tomorrow we'll uh, discuss a little report about the best and worst cities for recreation. How about that? Ohio doesn't show up too badly, too. So um, that's tomorrow. And tomorrow, of course, is Wednesday. Boy, is that hard for me to... 
In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, in 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H, FM's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Wendy Gillette in New York. Police have a person of interest in custody after a mass shooting at a 4th of July parade in Highland Park, Illinois. Six people were killed and dozens hurt. Mayor Nancy Rotering spoke to CBS Mornings. We need to have a very real national conversation about why we're okay with allowing weapons of war on our streets and why we're okay with weekly having mass shootings. CBS News correspondent Chris Van Cleve interviewed a witness to the shooting. Miles Zaremski was just arriving at the parade when the shooter opened fire. And then it was a stampede of people. Running away. Running away. It was frightening to see. And it's like being in a war zone. And then I saw it seeing blood on the ground. Charges are pending. Police say they recovered a high-powered rifle at the scene. Two Philadelphia police officers are okay after they were shot at the city's fireworks celebration. Police Commissioner Danielle Outlaw. There are no arrests at this time. We don't have any suspects in custody. We're following up on several leads. A basketball star who's jailed in Russia makes a plea to President Biden. WNBA star Brittany Grinder has sent President Joe Biden a handwritten note asking him not to forget her while she's being held by Russian authorities. She wrote she's terrified she may never be released. It breaks my heart when I hear her say that because BG is probably the strongest person that I know, so she doesn't say words like that lightly. Her wife, Sherelle Grinder, spoke with CBS Mornings. Russian officials claim Grinder had cannabis Oil in her luggage. Jim Crisilla, CBS News. Hundreds of homes are flooded in Sydney, Australia after days of rain. 100 people were rescued overnight from their cars or houses. 50,000 are under evacuation orders. Scott Maiman reports from Brisbane, Australia. There's no let up for Sydney locals after days of heavy rain. Water everywhere. Stuff everywhere. Authorities at a loss. The waters rise very rapidly. More than 60,000 people evacuated from Sydney and surrounding areas in what's been described as the worst flooding event for the city in years. This is the fourth flood emergency in Sydney in 16 months. A federal judge has ruled in favor of three U.S. drug distributors in a case accusing them of causing the opioid crisis in a West Virginia county. Attorney Rusty Webb represents the county, which includes the city of Huntington. Naturally, we're extremely disappointed for the city of Huntington, who's had to undergo so much devastation. And a federal judge, uh, sorry, on Wall Street, the markets opened down big after, uh, this is CBS. Need to hire quality candidates fast? You need Indeed, the end-to-end hiring solution. Attract, interview, and hire candidates all in one place. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Now, you know when it came to my KFC meal, I had to put some thought into it. KFC, may I take your order? So I started off with a warm and toasted brioche bun. Word of advice, do not sleep on brioche buns. They're French and they're fire. Come on. Now, for the star of the show, have you ever seen such a beautiful chicken sandwich? you got to make mine spicy. Add a side of mac and cheese, secret recipe fries, ranch, and an ice-cold lemonade. And there you have it. Check out the new Jack Harlow meal at KFC. Order ahead or on the KFC app today. Prices and participation may vary. In the wee hours of the night, when everyone else is fast asleep, you're the one on third shift, burning the midnight oil. When a part fails and everything comes to a grinding halt, regardless of what the clock on the wall says, you leap into action. Granger is with you and all the ones who get it done. 
With 24-7 customer support by phone or click to